Take your red up cause things ain't that bad Maybe you should switch the target that you're aiming at Believe perfection is a beast that they'll never catch So never waste another day because life moves so fast And a dream without pursuing, yo, they never last Another shadow of regret I've tried to never cast And always tell a truthful story if they ever ask Stop the complaining cause things ain't that bad Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Endurance Asia podcast I'm your host, Scott Pugh, and this week we are joined by Esther Silag, a Hong Kong-based ultra runner that has really taken the ultra running scene and the professional scene by storm in the last couple of years and has been at the pointy end of the world's toughest races with a podium finish this year at, at UTMB, finishing in fifth spot putting uh, the the her sponsor TA in the spotlight uh, as she was uh, as she was at the pointy end of the race and she's followed that up just recently finishing fourth in the world trail and mountain running championships in Chiang Mai uh, representing uh, her home country Hungary and just such a great chat really really interesting uh, story of having really only in the last few years sort of been discovered, discovered her ability at this kind of level, extremely humble, uh, but at the same time, so dedicated and, uh, and really sort of militant about how she fits in her training and, um, and being a mother and studying for a PhD, she really has to be, uh, yeah, very disciplined around how she, uh, how she uh, really focuses on her, on her trail running and, uh, love the chat. Um, we catch up with Rick after talk about a little bit about what's going on. The, the season of uh, endurance sports seems to be coming to an amazing crescendo, specifically within the, the ultra running scene. So uh, we discuss a bit about what's going on. Uh, but with that, let's hand over to Esther Silang. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hey Esther, welcome to the Endurance Asia podcast. So good to so good to see you. So good to meet you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Nice talking to you. Nice to talk to you. And you are like fresh off the most amazing performance in the uh, in the World Champs in in Chiang Mai, which we were following very closely, and we'll get um we'll get deep into that. Yeah, would love to like give you a chance to introduce yourself, give us a bit of your background. Obviously, we know you're you're Hong Kong based, but um yeah, originally from Hungary, but yeah, we'd love to hear sort of like a bit of your backstory. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, so I'm 37 years old, uh, based in Hong Kong. I I moved here in 2015, February. And um, yeah, before that, I was uh, studying in Italy, in Rome. And yeah, I'm I'm originally from Hungary. Um, I'm coming from a pretty big family. Like I have five siblings. So oh, when I was a child, we always played many different sports. But basically, because my father loves football, usually we were a football team, and and we were mainly playing football. But at school, yeah, at school they they did send me to races like regional or like or district or whatever like local races but i think in my for my family the idea of running as the as a sport it never came up so i was just yeah uh, doing many different kind of sports but 
And are your siblings, are you like, are they boys, girls, or? Yeah, it's uh, three, three. But it's three and three, nice even three, split. Three, three, and I have an elder, uh, elder um, uh, brother, but I'm the second one. Okay. So everyone comes after me, which also meant like my my mother never really had time for for me. It was a very like I had to be very autonomous from a very early age. And yeah, I can imagine six like six kids. That's crazy. I mean, we've both got got children. You've got two. I got yeah. three. And like, I can't imagine how like. Yeah, but I think I it gets to I the can't. point where the eldest ones look after the younger ones. So was it like that in your family? Yeah, like, yeah, yes, absolutely. It was like that. Uh, but but for sure, like everyone is very sporty, like in one way or another. Not necessarily like doing competitions but but everyone is very sporty so even at our like holiday house we had a football court and then at a certain point my father built a volleyball court when my 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 sister was playing volleyball so I think sport was very present in our family Uh, but running was always just you know a side uh, like something that you incorporate when you do one kind of sport but not a sport that you do um, as a specialism yeah. Yeah. yeah and so do, are you the only one that sort of like uh, has been com- truly competitive out of your siblings in any sport have any of them sort of uh, competed at all in any uh, any kind of level so my my father he played in class a uh, when he was young um football, in football. football. Yeah. and then all my brothers were playing uh, like football in a competitive way but usually they uh, got injured or whatever so they they are still like keep playing football but not in a competitive uh or they yeah like small competitions but not you know not as a yeah. profession did you and so you you moved to um to hong kong in in 2015 and so yeah you you were must have around you're about 30 years old at that point then weren't you so or just before you were 30 so were you actually had you been running road marathons or anything prior to that point of you yeah, so it I really just did the races where the school sent me and yeah. then and cross country or was it just like track and field or even track but it's always like the longest distance like if yeah. the longest distance was 3000 meter on track then I I was doing the 3000 meter on track so for sure not the 100 meter <laughs> yeah 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 um and yeah, there was like, I, I was doing a kind of Boy Scout, which is like a Hungarian version of it. And they, we had like some races there that's more closer to cross country because it was yeah. on the like flattish trails. And then during the university, I I started to have running more as a kind of discipline to keep my mind empty. So I was running like every day when I, an hour. Oh but, really? Okay. So that I had to do that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm very disciplined. So, and I like collecting people's habits, how they practice discipline. So this is uh, something that um, I I created with one of my like um, a professor I was studying with um, uh, during the high school uh, who had me to to get prepared for different exams. And uh, yeah, we were talking about many things in general and and he was also a person who was very disciplined. So 
I think he might develop this kind of idea of running one hour every day. And it was a suggestion from him to like to get into running or? Because so basically, you know, in Hungary before the 90s, it was a socialist or communist country. Yeah. And he was coming from a very poor background, but he became the director of a factory, of a textile factory, but he never became member of the Communist Party. And so anything that he invented, they always like stole the copyrights and things mm. like that. But still to get that role meant that he had to work 10 times more. So he had always this kind of idea that you need to work 10 times more and then to to be able to get there and keep that level, you need to just be clear with your mind. So the best thing is just to, to do sport. Like you need to do sport. He was also very sporty. And then he, 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 he went home after work and every night, like he, he went out to run. And then we were like, sometimes we were just reading like books for, for hours and the, uh, once we were we wanted to read the books about how different people survived at um, the holocaust mm -hmm. uh there are different like really beautiful literature about that and then we analyzed like these like four cases and it like it came like out that like you know it's kind of a strategy how you can cope with difficult situations and then from from that like we 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 i think just uh used that also for for myself I, when i went to 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 study in in italy like uh, my parents said they cannot support me so i had to do everything by myself you know i had to work and and then study at the university but it was like everything was very like, um, you know, it's not given, you have to yeah. create everything. So I think that it was really important for me to keep that one hour running and, and that helps to keep my mind clear. So it's not, it's not competitive, it's not doing marathon, but it's just keep normal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fascinating. I mean, I mean, one of my questions was going to be who is an inspiration to you. And I, I kind of wasn't expecting you to say you're like professor at, at school, your teacher at school. And um, yeah, that's, a, that's an amazing he story. He was not from school. So he, oh, was okay. like a, he was a private teacher. He oh, was okay, a private tutor. teacher because I was not good in math. So yeah. I was going to him first to study math. And uh, we had fights because I was not very... Uh, very uh hardworking <laughs> but but after a while like we understood that there is history there is literature so there are so much more that actually he likes I'm interested and then so this is how it's he was a private teacher so it was yeah. interesting yeah 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 I mean I suppose that goes to the point doesn't it it's I mean you can think uh you can think people are lazy but I think for for you to be truly motivated about something you need to be passionate about it as well don't you you need to have that sort of like um that sort of internal passion and drive for it to be able to want to yeah put the effort in um but yeah fascinating yeah. that you sort of took inspiration from some of the the holocaust story uh, like one of my favorite books actually is like about um yeah second world war and about the um yeah concentration camps from a from a dutch author called um was god on vacation and i think you read some of these stories and just like how harrowing it was but how people managed to sort of go through just what 
you, you just it, the mind doesn't you, you can't really put yourself in the situation it's so difficult right but p- how people it's actually part of the podcast we talk about it like suffering and surviving it's like i think that's yeah. what you know endurance sports almost is like we've got life way too easy and you read stories about people that have gone through these harrowing times and how they got through it and do you know i, I think there's there's part of us that like feels that you know we kind of need to put ourselves through like a bit of bit of pain as well to feel uh to feel alive to feel real does that does that kind of resonate with you as you sort of think about endurance sports and think about sort of like pushing um, yourself on that side yeah i mean i i think what they went through that's really different because it was not a choice so no of course but but how they coped with it that was a really it depend it it their psychological approach to the situation which made a difference and that made the possibility to survive extremely difficult situations I think like how I see life is that we certainly want to be happy but also like not being happy or sometimes being sad or sometimes crying or you know all those like that we label as something negative or we want to avoid. I think that is just as part of life as being happy. Like I I cannot be happy all the time, but certainly it's not that I want to be sad, but it's just, you know, you are in the middle and then you experience a bit of both. So, yeah. yeah, uh, um, But it sort of like reminds me of the kind of like the sort of, there's a lot around the stoic, the stoicism and, uh, and yeah, the sort of, Marcus Aurelius teaching and sort of never and I try and sort of think about that and I never get too high and never get too low and sort of try and keep uh, keep it even on um I think it's, it's good advice to anyone or to look into um and uh so, so back to when you were running at that time that was kind of like pre-Strava days and pre-Garmin and so you weren't actually like tracking any of these runs it wasn't working oh, towards yeah. something or it was just simply I've got to do my hour run a day to be able to sort of almost as like a meditation as kind of like a uh, routine and yeah yeah I, I, I absolutely uh and and even when I started running in Hong Kong I had no budge I was not do- like I was not documenting anything and only when I had my first coach <clears throat> and and I had to send what I'm doing to the coach I I bought the first watch uh, but not Strava yet because he was fine sending him the Garmin you know link Mm-hmm. Um, and I got on Strava only during COVID. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. With, uh, you had to do all these challenges with your Strava code. <laughs> yeah. So it's only 2000, I think 20 June when I I I I went on Strava. Not I'm yeah, and all the watch thing is very much connected to my to to my coach instead of of yeah I. Originally, I think I ran like maybe two two years or something like that without yeah without having any watch. I was doing the races without watch. I was doing everything without watch. Yeah, really, that's so cool. <laughs> I mean, what what actually took you to Hong Kong back in 2015? What was the um? I know you you sort of work in the art industry, don't you? So like in yes, galleries. Yeah, but we and, came yeah. here. So we came here because of my husband. Uh, he's a diplomat. So he was posted. Okay. He was posted to Hong Kong. He wasn't my husband that time. We met in Rome, and then he was asking if I was coming with him. 
And then, yeah, I just, I was just to finish my studies. Actually, I still had to go back to Rome to defend my dissertation. And uh, yeah, and so this is, we, we moved here because of him. I, and, I specialized uh, in 17th century Italian painting. So I had nothing to do with Hong Kong. Like, uh, well, like it's a big art scene. There's, a, there's definitely a big art scene. And you have like Art Basel in uh, or Art Basel in uh, Hong Kong. You did when they had events. And, um, yeah, but, but not uh, old masters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is your husband a diplomat for Hungary or for Italy or? No, for Hungary. Yeah. For okay. Hungary. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And um, and so, yeah, I think we were chatting beforehand and sort of like you come to a place like Hong Kong and if you are a runner and you just it's it's almost impossible to avoid the hills in Hong Kong, isn't it? It's like you're literally surrounded by them. You can't go anywhere without seeing the hills. And uh, I think for most people that go and that like like the outdoors or like running, you're just kind of attracted to it, aren't you? You're just kind of drawn into the amphitheater that is like the 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 hillsides in Hong Kong. And so like how, how did it happen for you? to sort of um uh to to get into the the trail running scene so i just kept my one hour running routine and that you know that would be on road or in the, in the gym it was nothing interesting and and then um yeah i got to know i got to know someone and like i because i i didn't know anyone so i signed up to the italian women association and they had this uh, women day party and i went there knowing nobody and then i i met a woman she is spanish but married to an italian so anyway one day she proposes me like if i want to go with some other mothers um on the twins and uh yeah and then i said yeah okay and i i went and then luckily we we run uh like um we we met earlier and then we just like crisscrossed the other mothers and she was actually fast because they lived in the dolomites the husband was from the dolomites so she used yeah. to run on on trails in in italy yeah. and uh and the, Oh, that 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 run for me was like amazing. Like I felt like you know, I I'm not playing games on computer, but it felt like Super Mario, <laughs> jumping and trying to avoid the whatever stones or uh, stairs and things like that. So yeah, I, yeah, it was like such a great experience. And then we find great company in each other. So I think like the first few months was all running with with her. Yeah. And prior to that, you'd been maintaining your hour running every day, just running like from from Italy to Hong Kong. And it was just kind of like flat and doing. Sure, and doing I had road to and keep my mind. Discipline. Empty. Yes, exactly. You know, moving to a city where you don't know anything and you have no idea what you can do. It's like it's a different kind of challenge, but still. So it's better to keep running. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, and were you sort of like, uh, were you monitoring? I know you didn't have a watch or anything at that time, but were you like, you weren't, you were just running to feel there was no like, oh, this kind of distance in that hour. It was just, uh, yeah. How would you sort of plan out runs? And um, at that point, was it just so run for 30 minutes and run back again? Or was it? Um... Uh, I think it was more like if it or was probably like one. I knew that maybe one hour can be around ten kilometer or something like that, 
and then yeah. I we went we 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 did a circle with the car. I saw that was kind kind of five kilometers. So if I do that twice, that's ten kilometer. Or if I went down to the gym, it was easy because then you see the time passing so the treadmill, it was yeah. really time based not kilometer based and yeah but i mean what an amazing base because i and it take i strike it strikes me that you weren't doing any sprint sessions or doing or like intervals yeah. or anything and that's no maybe on the on in the gym i will be like you know doing like 12 kilometer like it yeah, was yeah. faster yeah, yeah i was using that for like fa being faster but certainly, yeah, it was a very basic, no, yeah, just running. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes, because, because obviously, I mean, just looking through your intro, like as soon as you started racing, I think one of your first races was the, was the Hong Kong 100, was it in 20, 2017 or so? What was, uh, yeah, I mean that's officially recorded on Itra. Yeah. Yeah. But so was that was that one of your yeah, what were your like first races that you that you'd done? I oh, sorry, I think I was um yeah, 2017. But my yeah. first race was a DNF. So with Maria, with this woman, we were running every day and it was super great and so on. But like waking up 5 30. So we did always very early runs. Yeah. And then and then and then okay she comes up with this idea there is a race in the dolomites we should do that it's like a long race like 130 kilometer and yeah and then we yeah yeah why not like i think i was so like not anything, just liking the idea of running in the mountains that i said yes and then i think it was her husband who realized that oh like he saw the elevation map it was like uh, uh, it was um like 12000 meter elevation it's i mean like, the dolomites crazy. are crazily steep aren't they they yeah. are they're probably the steepest i mean the pyrenees can be pretty steep in places as well uh, it was just you know when you don't know anything and you agree and then yeah so we 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 drew to the start line with my husband and i yeah i think my my friend gave me some of the obligatory like items I even didn't have, and we just started that run, and and then we were fighting uh, maybe at kilometer ninety. So also our friendship, I think, from that moment on was totally gone. But and so then you ran it together. Yeah, we were running. Yeah, and was it, it was interesting or... because my brother called me like three hours before, and he said. You are so crazy. You can't do this. It's too difficult. And I was so upset that how you can say something like that three hours before the start. And then he said, and are you running together? Like what you are going to do if it's not working out? And so what happens? We arrive to 90 kilometer and then we say, okay, we just, we, we just stop. And then I hear someone saying, I think that blonde girl is still has some energy actually. It's just they are convincing each other. And that stuck me like, oh, so what I want to do. And I was already upset that I usually cannot say no in life. So I took a big breeze and then I told her, I think we should continue. And then we were fighting, but then we continued. So for me, that was like important that I succeeded wow. to, you know, to pursue what I wanted. And then I think we stopped at 100 five kilometer but it was not even we were like we could 
we could have continued. We just stopped. Like it was like yeah. thirty six hours. It was like crazy. Wow. Uh, yeah, we were very slow. We we yeah. But, but I mean, that's just a long time on feet, isn't it? I mean, it, I mean, not necessarily the so speed, but it's just yeah, a long that's time. That's a big to be out DNF, there. but it was a beautiful. Like it was like it was really beautiful. I have to say. So, are you still friends now? Did you have, did you like Grace Oxfam trail walker with her or something, or are you there? <laughs> Was no, that the we, end of the try, friendship? We, we tried hard but women are difficult so yeah i yeah have you on that have you run any team races like have you run um i think yeah i was looking you you did like uh the virtual oxfam trail walker uh, this year right i yes yeah, so sorry we were, yeah last year i was yeah we I, we were planning to do with the local club I was member, the crazy running club, but that was when they cancelled because of COVID, or it was 2019, that was because of the... uh, The protests, yeah, yeah. And last year I did it, yeah, with uh, three guys, yeah. Who was in your team for that? That was virtual, yeah. Who was in your team for the one last year? So they were all from Gone Running, Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis, Luis, and David. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I, I, they asked me like ten days before. I think I was substituting Jono because he yeah. got some injury. I don't think he got injury actually because he was. <laughs> run, I saw his travel. Like he was running fifty kilometer four days after. So it was. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. he was busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> but you I mean you did pretty well as a mixed team though didn't you I think you sort of uh yeah I think as a mixed team you came came second yeah. or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it um, was fun it was fun yeah who who came first was Veronica running with a yeah. with a team yeah. did, did yeah. they, did they their, first? Yeah. team so it's the Uglo team they came yeah yeah. yeah they they did a good time because actually the 2019 one which was also virtual because of the protest we had uh we had Veronica and John Ellis and uh, and Ryan on the uh, on the yes. podcast actually because that was an incredible run like I know it was a virtual once again but um uh, I mean look going through your uh your your list of sort of results is just like yeah we're not going to go through one by one we'll we'll put a link to your iter in the um in the in the show notes but it was it's interesting that sort of most of your racing was in has been in in Asia and so and then sort of I think you did Trans Gran Canaria in uh so it was just before COVID right or just when COVID was kicking off um in Spain back in 2020. Yeah, that was so stupid I showed up but yes that was that, 2020 you might you must have been like should i or should i not go and then all of a sudden the world starts shutting down so what like... happened i was do, i was a visiting student in cambridge so after hong kong 100 which was which went well but i was like yeah you were like sixth uh, or something weren't you yeah, yeah, yeah and my ankle got twisted just like a week before so i was kind of very happy how it went and then the day after I go to Cambridge as a visiting student for three months and the world starts to shutting down. And also in Cambridge, basically, even if you run for hours, you get like 200 meter elevation. And I was training for a race which had like over 7000 meter elevation. So it was and then and then COVID was already like uh, like happening. And I think two days later, the flights were even like kept back and things like that so I my mother was there with, uh, with me at Cambridge to look after Emma when I went to the university so 
I was really hesitant and my coach was a bit pushing me that, yeah, no worries, you can go. I have other students who are there. Um, and there was this Croatian guy who picked up my bid number. I came from like I had a conference the day before at the British Library and I arrived 1 p.m. At, at the race day. So it was like just so stupid to show up and certainly at 30 kilometer at DNF. And, oh, wow. Yeah, so but and I, I, I was always just thinking I was so stupid that I went there. And you know what happens? And this is so beautiful in life. This year at UTMB, I am. Uh, uh, we are doing some recon uh, with Fanji, Xiang Fanji from China. So I'm running with her, and at a certain point, I see this Croatian guy, and they start uh, like the greeting each other, and then comes out that they met already on the Italian side a few days before, and he's doing the UTMB. And okay, he he looks at this girl that they will both do very well, and all, the time target is the same. And he looks at me, I was totally a crap at Gran Canaria. So he's even not asking what is my time target. <laughs> and then, uh, okay, see you at UTMB. And what happens at Cormayeur when I am leaving the aid station, I see him leaving the aid station and said, oh, hi, Maureen, shall we run together? And then from there for like 30 kilometers, we run together. And there is where I passed a lot of women. And like, I, there were like big names I was passing and I was like, I, uh, when you, you know, you always think, oh, wow, this is not possible. And he was just next to me. So it was like a very good, like, you know, help. So later on, I realized, okay, I had to go there to, to Gran Canaria two years before to meet him. And then it was actually quite good to have him on my side during UTMB. That's so amazing. Is, and he, paced, he yeah. paced you to fifth spot in UTMB um, uh, this year. So that's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, and, and so I suppose, obviously, being from Europe, then I, I suppose like, your you were the the kind of UTMB races and the and the and the major races in in Europe kind of appealed to you um was that sort of uh we once you'd started sort of like getting a really good level of running in running in Asia and sort of and all, all your podiums etc was it like okay I need to go and test myself against some of the elite in Europe oh no I, it was just I, purely I, I about going to see the beautiful countryside in uh in yeah um, I, I I don't I like I think even to be competitive in a race or just like I had to learn or I am still learning in a way so it's not I was not considering myself being extremely like successful or whatever it was just because COVID shut down the whole part of Asia so also with my family were spending a bit more time in Europe and then yeah. Yeah, CCC I wanted to do, but I think just because everyone wants to do like some UTMB races and I got yeah. in with my pawns and yeah. And then and then being there, it makes you more like aware of what kind of races are happening. And also like I am, yeah, slowly realized that I want to do this or that race and, you know, spending more time in Europe, it may, it became more possible or 
and and especially because Asia remains closed for quite a while. Like now is we can, but till till now it was not that not it wasn't the case. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and. I mean, when you did race Triple C, did you did you surprise yourself? Like, as as you say, if you don't, if you weren't actually going with looking to get a sort of podium, finishing fourth the first time you sort of run it, like, where, yeah, we, were you were you surprised with like, and and how did you sort of like pace it that first time round? Were you did you just yeah, go out easy and then that was yeah, that was so beautiful. Um, you know, I gave birth in mid April. I changed coach. So I restart, like I started running like after three weeks of giving birth, but I didn't like for first few weeks, I didn't uh, uh, have the training plan yet. So with my new coach, I started running from 1st of June. So I had three months. I, I was doing everything she gave me. I didn't, I, I didn't skip one training. Uh, it was kind of hardcore. Like my my husband that time was dreaming of my my coach that like when she watches me, I need to like jump down and up and then when she turns, <laughs> I can stop and things like that. Anyway, so we go to, Corm- we stayed at Cormayeur. I think that was very good because I didn't realize how big this whole event is because in Cormayor it's like you receive the like one percent of one percent of what is happening in in Chamonix yeah so I was just staying with my kids and getting prepared and getting ready and you know I I lived in Italy so for me staying in Italy is kind of being at home so I I was really fine and my husband had a conference at the ministry so he had to leave at a certain point and it was a babysitter um who uh, who who came and 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 was with me and then and then this is how like we walked to the start line uh from the home like with the settler two girls and then yeah I just dropped my 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 bag and my my brother should have come to uh, crew me but he got sick so I was alone. I and uh, you didn't have any crew at all. No. I mean, I know it's a hundred k. It's not the uh, compared to one hundred and seventy one or whatever for UTMB, but still. Yeah, but those who got on podium, they had crew. I didn't have anyone, yeah. and and so I I had to put you know all the jazz what like I had to carry and and um, I think I was for like I was fit like you go up on the first uphill I was there maybe number five and then from Artunas I was like number four for the whole time and um and I was just very disciplined that I need to keep eating and that and and I need I was just very freaking out that I don't dnf that i keep doing it it was so beautiful to finish fourth it was really a surprise but i have to say i really enjoyed the whole journey it was really 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 beautiful i think to to do that just three months after giving birth and for I, i've got three kids and my first kid my my eldest is eight years old and mm-hmm. The year after he was born, I had like plans of um actually like yeah, doing loads of races in, in Hong Kong where we were living at the time. And then I just realized I couldn't train that year after because the just sleep deprivation, just like the, the kid, it was just really tough. 
No, you, you carried a baby and then three months after. But I, I was reading that um, that you actually all the way through through the pregnancy, you were could still consistently doing your hour run almost like a, or like you were you were training pretty much all the way through pregnancy yeah. as well. So you must have bounced back obviously really quick post uh, post the pregnancy. Yeah, so I had both pregnancies were smooth, so I didn't have a problem. And and uh, when I was uh, like, I even did like virtual races or challenges during the second pregnancy till the very end. Like um, we did the Lentau, like 54, five kilometer, like five days before giving birth. You're and kidding. The, the, that's the, not, the, um, not the Action the, Asia one, the Action Asia. No, this was a private, or like it's okay. on the coast. So you have like 1000 meter elevation. Okay. And okay. it was like, um, yeah, I think like d- during COVID. So it was like secret, like even yeah. like there were groups doing it and so on. And I had this um, two very kind friends who were like running all the time with me during the pregnancy and they were like my angels and and they were there with me and uh, my doctor said that okay so if Saturday you are doing this that means that I will be waiting for your call on Saturday (laughs) but then it was like five days later so Uh, and um, what date was this what date was your uh, was your daughter born 16 April April yeah so it's just before like the kind of it was still cooler weather in Hong Kong as well because yeah you you wouldn't necessarily want to be running 54k pregnant in the middle of the Hong Kong summer well I, I wouldn't want to be running at all in the Hong Kong summer but um that's a uh, good training <laughs> I mean it is it's I mean we do it in Singapore all, all year round it's yeah. like it's similar but um uh, maybe not as hot as the height of the the Hong Kong summer um so yeah I mean just like so impressed and, and like going back to um to utmb this year and i i bet that after doing triple c and the, the level of competition and the going into utmb this year did you have expectations of where you wanted to finish beforehand did you or, or was it kind of mainly focused upon time and just like how did you sort of plan your goals for the for the race so um it was my first hundred miler so for sure I wanted to finish. That was the I first. think that's always got to be the primary goal in every race, isn't it? Because the other otherwise, like yeah, when it gets hard or we... you or you miss then then you're just uh then it gives you an option to go, okay, well I'm not gonna make that goal. So it's just, well, not the primary goal, but the sort of like the C goal should always be just cross the finish line because you learn so much even if you don't hit your 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 A and B goals. Yeah, that's true. But sometimes I think we take it as a default that, yes, sure, you should finish. But then you don't think that how you finish, like, you know, so like I was imagining myself, like, you know, there is a a CERN that the cell activator, like the, you know, so I was imagining myself that I'm doing that loop around around Mont Blanc and I, I, I can't get out. I need to finish it. I I need to come back. And yeah, there is no way. And then I think the second was a setup like 27 hours goal. Yeah. Which was uh, like based on what previous like similar maybe uh, 
like that have been top 10 in previous years and that or? that is like top 10 so yeah, yeah that so if if things were going bad should have been top 10 but mm. i was not thinking what is what anything within that like top 10 and then what 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 yeah any yeah. position there so and uh, yeah this were and, and then the then the croatian took you uh took you to the finish line did you run with him all the way to the very end from so Kormen? we no we we ran together till fully and then after he was he had a low point and then we were always like then he he ate i don't know he he was eating like sausages during the he was offering me sausage like you know the the like really heavy sausage when we were going up after Cormayor on the uphill and like he was he was really crazy and anyway so after La Fully we, we, we were like um always like or one was in front of the other and then we were crisscrossing each other I think at a certain point he was ahead and then at the last point I I I passed him so maybe I arrived like 10 minutes before him uh but till La Fully we were together yeah, yeah but after that we always knew who who was where yeah. yeah 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 that's amazing what well, i mean just like an incredible performance and and like i'm a massive fan of t8 as well who like one of your main sponsors yeah. and it was so, and i like following it all on um uh and and sort of watching it on Thank the um, the live stream and seeing you running the t8 gear it's like yeah let's go <laughs> let's go hong kong it's amazing um yeah, and um, the the winner of um, UTMB this year, the lady, I forget where she's... Um, Kate, Kate Shady. Yeah, yeah she, she ran amazing. A, what an incredible run from her as well. What a really, like, um, yeah, impressive, inspiring run from from her. Um, where's she from, actually? I'm trying to remember. She is she um, she from the US, I think she is, I isn't think she? I think she's from the US, but now I saw a post where she was writing about Western states that she's not familiar with the local customs. So, but I, I think she's from the States, but she lives in Chamonix. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I caught she you. She lives yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's gotta have um have a, a big impact being able to yeah, catch she, she um yeah, she she is from the States. She's um from the States. yeah. St- still only thir- like 30 um 30 years old as well. And I actually I like truly believe that you are from an from an age perspective, like right in your prime of uh of being a of like in endurance sport prime. Like I think sort of up to your like, yeah, up to like 35 to 45, I think like is the kind of sort of mental that when the mental side comes in and you're in your prime, like do you do you sort of feel like that at the moment? Do you feel like you're sort of you're you're really gonna you're gonna continue to get sort of better over the next few years? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I I know where I want to improve. Which is uh, where? Uh, well, now is my like speed for sure uh on like i was doing marathon this year um to to work on my speed um and i i did like 259 uh, but i need to arrive way better like if i want to get on podiums i need to have a better marathon time which will make me faster also on trails yeah. i think um yeah and slow it's like little things like you know um uh, Maybe with this like strengthening, I I I do str- like 
general strengthening twice a week, but for sure it can be more specific um, or things like that can like, which will have impact on the performance for sure. Yeah. What what kind of strength and conditioning do you do at the moment? I just go to the gym. I have my specific, like I have things that I, I will focus on or I, there are like certain exercises that I will do for sure. Uh, and then others, I just rotate, like depending on which part of the body I focus on. But yeah, I, 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 it's something that I am doing by myself for sure. If I have someone, you know, who helps me, like, like a personal say, trainer to yeah, yeah focus on specific exactly. uh, muscles, yeah, yeah. Um, we'd be remiss not, and there's one of the we we sort of I mentioned it at the very beginning, but uh yeah just it's, it feels like it was, it was a, literally only like a, a couple of weeks ago right but we had the world mountain and trail running championships in chiang mai and um i mean firstly sort of like how did it feel about representing your uh your country your home country and how and how was it to sort of to be, get because i mean for a lot certainly a lot of the asian countries like for philippines for example didn't have a, a trail running association so stingray it was like quite a challenge getting it set up that he could run for the philippines and so was that process pretty simple to get um to to run for hungary no i think so in hungary trail running belongs to the hungarian athletic federation mm -hmm. but they don't care much about trail running and the trail running is actually belongs to do two groups, which is one is ultra running and the other is mountain running. So it's under two these committees, you have trail running. And they were the ones who were in touch for getting the team from Hungary. But um, they, they started to talk with me already last year because this was postponed twice. Um, so I knew about it and I expressed my interest and then actually the, uh, it was just a week before UTMB that they came back again and asked me if I was, I was, um, happy to go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it was like, um, you know, um, for different like in different countries it happens differently but yeah in this case like you had to cover your own coast yeah so that is yeah. also why i believe that it like um there were like i was alone from hungary yeah. um and and i i don't i'm not blaming anyone i think it's a sport which is developing so for sure it's important we, we just keep showing up and then that will like you know change the situation it will gain momentum yeah, yeah absolutely and, and it was still like it was great to be part of it and it's a very different experience compared to commercial races so yeah i think i also because i was my own team manager i had to go to the technical meetings and things like that yeah and I think I, I I learned a lot from from that as well. Who did you have a support crew? Yeah. So this time after UTMB, uh, we were thinking, okay, so I'm going there, and then so who will crew me? And then my husband said, who never crewed me? I think this is that that this is such a great experience. He heard all my crews like talking how crazy it is to crew someone, and. And so 
he said, this is such a great experience. I want to be part of it. And I really liked how he put it in words. You know, it was not like, okay, I'm going to help you. It was like the experience that he wanted to be part of it. So, okay, I said, that's fine. And he's also said, I always follow you on the coordinate, like how you are moving, but actually I know you the most and I always know what, what the speed means, like how is your feeling? So I think if I am on 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 site i can i can push you more like and like during utmb i think he called my crew uh, who was a f- dear friend like 60 times like things like that like he was really like you should push her like he he's okay he's fine no worries like <laughs> and so anyway i go to thailand and he came on wednesday so the race was on saturday and on Thursday and Friday, he went like sightseeing. He had a lot of fun. And Steve, uh, you know, Janet and G, uh, husband. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the, I from Hong Kong him. 100. So yeah, Steve and, and Janet, did you say? Yeah, they were yeah. there. And then Steve knows Paul, so my husband. And he said, I think you will have to be patient. Because indeed, like one thing is that he knows how I can do, but another thing practically to support the runner, which yeah. is really like, you know, it. It's a it's a very practical thing, and it's mm-hmm. so he was saying, "I think you have to be patient." And uh, and my husband was sending me the photos that he's feeding the elephants and he's having so much. <laughs> oh, what's going to happen? And then, um, and then okay, but he came to the technical meeting, and then I briefed him. I told him everything, and I I said. I suppose it, this will be a very fast race. So you are not, re- you can't rely on UTMB. This is like very fast race. And then he goes up with the first bus where all the team, the, all the countries had a desk. And there he realized, oh, shit. Like this, this is, is a very competitive. Like everyone is in team shirt and he's like in his gray t-shirt and then asking eyes and no one is helping him. And like because it's also there the teams are competing with each other. So he he like he was totally shocked. <laughs> and then and then but he did amazing. Like he he always gave me just that information that I had to like I had to know, which is mainly just focusing always on the next stage and not what is behind. He like in total, I think I stopped five minutes. Like based on my on my watch, like my watch said that my moving time was eight forty-five something, and the time that I did was eight forty-nine. So it means I stopped five minutes. So he was he was, and so he met you at each checkpoint. So he was like you meet. So it, we were looping. We were was loops. Loops. And yeah. we, I met him three times. Okay. And actually the last time when I went back, it was like after a very long, like you have six kilometer with a 1000 meter elevation. And I was very thirsty. So I was really looking to arrive. Like, And then I arrived and I drank quickly two glass of Coke. And he said, and there was a, a two red, he opened two red bulls and he said, you drink it. And, and I drank one. And then, and then he said, you go and you try to focus and like, you try to catch this number three. And then he was not telling me that actually I have this three women behind me. And uh, 
and and then when we have uh, like a technical downtown like, uh, like downhill session which section which was like two kilometers these three women passed me for like 200 meter and i was so glad he gave me the red bull because that like you know i had like the this like it gave okay, you wings I, I can't let them go i need to push and and it and up here was coming and they like now i need to run like how killian did it at utmb that the only chance to pass matthew was just running the up here where he was better so i have to do the same and so i run the up here and then the big downhill arrived and i said okay now no matter what like i just have to like run really fast and luckily like i I kept my fourth position. So yeah, it was a very fast race. Yeah, it looked incredibly fast. And um yeah. and the the weather was okay. Cause actually I, I I was expecting the weather to be really, really hot and for a lot of the Europeans to struggle. But actually the European teams like the, the European runners fared really well actually. I was I was kind of blown away of how um yeah, how yeah. a lot of them performed. I think that all the teams prepared a lot of eyes. I, I, mm. uh, Paul was telling me that a lot of the teams were like cleaning the le runner's leg with, with eyes when they passed by. Yeah. Um, so there were like cool, different cooling systems that the different runners used. And the French and Italian team, they were there like 10 days before. So they, so they had, yeah. yes, I think that like, if I look at the US team, they arrived like pretty late. Okay. Um, yeah, but the, the teams who performed well, they were there quite in time. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so it was hot. It was hot. like I had the, you know, the T8. The, the ice uh, and, bandana and, or, and yeah. We were always like changing and putting one. And it was like when I, like when I arrived only to a water point, but there was still ice, I just put some <laughs> into my bra. <laughs> um, I think it was hot, but it was not, uh, we were not in, um, we were under the trees. Yeah. So that so kept cover. the situation yeah. quite okay. And we started at 6.30. So okay, by the yeah. time that the sun comes out and it's really hot, it's uh, you, yeah, a couple you of are hours still left. under like we were mainly, uh, then maybe we were in the jungle and then you are under the trees. It's actually maybe the last one kilometer, which is much more exposed with the like the asphalt. Yeah, coming into the checkpoint. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I was actually thinking that you, yeah, and and just actually a lot of the um like Harry Jones as well, that sort of he I mean, I think he was sort of top ten or eleven or so as well, that sort of trained out in Thailand as well. I thought I thought I expected them to and, and also the North Face Adventure team, like Jay being based there as well. And we had him on the podcast beforehand as well. Um yes. but yeah, I was really impressed with um with with like how some of the Europeans team team fared. And I suppose it's the distance as well right because it's a set like like 70 like 80k is like is actually a pretty they can do it at like a really fast pace it's kind of a different race to like utmb right where you just um where oh, yeah. you just have to pay so did you like pretty much go out hard straight away or did you use i know that john ellis is kind of like a quite a bit of a, a sort of mentor to you to you as well did yeah you john ellis tactic of um of going out easy and racing the second half yeah so yeah we were in this uh you know we were together in a villa with jeff 
and uh, Vlad. Uh, Vlad yeah. is also represent was representing Australia, John. And yeah, I I I think the first 20, 30 kilometer was not about pushing, but just keeping keep going. And then after more like just keeping that speed. And but I think after the big behind loop, which was the extra 40 kilometer that we had, because the other 40 was the same as the 40 kilometer, the short trail yeah. distance. After I had Audrey Tagoy behind me at the down here, so I really had to push. And I think after just got everything way faster, like the last, <laughs> uh, I don't know, last uh, maybe 30 kilometer or maybe a bit less, but that was just, way faster yeah yeah but, but uh, i was kind of uh, eating very well like i was eating maybe just every 25 minutes instead of even 30 or more at the beginning and that like gave me a good base for later on to, uh, to what push. what fuel do you use in races uh, so I just combined usually i use amo which is this thailand like natural but that it doesn't have caffeine. So, yeah. and I had some spring and goo. Yeah. Yeah. For caffeine. What's the, what's the Thai one? How do you spell it? A M A M O L. A M M O. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Like, it's um, very yummy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to look into that. Um, yeah. I've not, not heard of it before. Um, it's very uh, yummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can put it on bread and eat it as a jam. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, and I, I've heard a lot about spring. I've never actually used them for races. Like, it's difficult to get them in Singapore because they like expire a lot. So not many people sell it. But I've heard uh, spring yeah. energy gels are good. Uh, but honestly, Esther, what an incredible performance for in um, on that on that stage. You just must be immensely immensely proud. And so, what 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 is it like now? Coming is it a bit a bit of a come down coming off of it, or um, or have you got your like? I I remember speaking we were speaking beforehand and said you're like studying for a PhD at the moment. Like you don't you like taking on a few things at once, don't you? Like not only like will you race three months after uh, after having a baby, but then you'll also like uh, yeah go and do the world champs and finish a PhD at the same time and like wow, I mean. God, you do need to have a bit of discipline to get all these things done in life. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah. Sometimes it's so much. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, I, it just happens that it's always so much. Uh, but at the end, I have to say that everything I do, I really like. So that I think helps. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I wish I have like less on my plate. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, really anything everything I do I, I I really like doing it um so yeah I'm very happy how the race went and especially like that UTMB is 170 so it's a very different like kind of racing the dynamics are very different and I'm very happy to see how the two different you know I'm not saying it's a different sport but it's a very different like um way of of racing and i was happy to see how also at the fast race i was able to keep up you know how it went so yeah uh for sure like i will work improving that's i want to you know 
it's very good to be patient forced but i want to uh, like uh, go further so uh, yeah what does 2023 look like then but this year i i i will do the 50, still the 50 kilometer the mountain festival in malaysia next oh, okay week. Yeah. yeah yes okay awesome uh, yeah so I, I i still do that and um, then let's see uh, I'm signed up to Moon Tracker, but that's the weekend. A weekend after, because they changed the 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 Malaysian race. Anyway, okay. these are like uh, I just want to purely enjoy nothing. Yeah, else. they're kind of almost training runs for you, really. And the, the I, I just yeah. yeah, I really just want to enjoy. I I I am done for this year. Otherwise. Yeah. Um, I take it you haven't, um, in terms of like the Asia Trailmaster, I suppose you won't have done enough races in uh, as part of this season, right, for Asia So for that's Asia the Trailmaster. point. I, yeah. did, I did the Cyclone 58. Yeah. Uh, and, and if I do the Malaysia one, then it's maybe possible that I will get into the finals. But it's, I think I have to see if i can if i get into the finals but also if i am able to do the to go to go to the philippines so it, to mount it, Apo, I, yeah. i'm not thinking about that but it's there yeah. it's hanging out there like it as a possibility but yeah uh i i i leave i like let's see like i'm yeah. not thinking about that like whatever yeah yeah uh, but i take it you'll be uh looking and, and we talked beforehand as well about i know that andre's been uh speaking to you about hong kong four trails and whilst it might not happen next year there's uh that's definitely going to be in the yeah you see it in your future but, but what else does um fy for um 2023 hold obviously like a trip back to utmb and uh and obviously like you get if you if you get a podium if you're top 10 at utmb you get automatically invited back the following year right like um yeah is it top 50 or so get to invited back the following year immediately i or? think it's top 10 yeah okay. andre was all like just as john he was always very present with with advisors during this year so yeah i'm i'm very grateful for him so for next year yes the top 10 of utmb gets spot for next year uh and then you know the world championship in innsbruck is happening yeah. in early june because of the like um this this championship was postponed was delayed, so now yeah. it happens that it, they are only just seven months apart and uh this week two days before like you know i was running the oxfam travel cardas here with dennis and uh yeah he 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 said he he got into western states last this year and he said such an amazing experience and people know you need to apply for 12 years so okay it's open the registration now so I register and for some reason I can't choose UTMB as a reference race I cannot I can only choose Transgrand Canaria so I emailed to the organization saying that um, I don't know if it matters like how you perform but if it matters I I, I, I want to use the UTMB as reference and the, the the race director emails me a uh, good timing uh as you might know the two uh first two runners from utmb get a golden ticket but 
Katie accepted, um, Marianne was already in because she arrived third at Western States and uh, number three and number four denied. So now it's on you. Wow. (laughs) It's like, I was like shocked. It's like, oh, this is so fast. (laughs) Uh, So that's why I also said that I I for sure have to work on my marathon time. But um, yeah, if I that's amazing, congrats! Like, uh, and so if I do that, if I do that, I can't do Innsbruck. I can't do the World Championship because that's early June. And if I do that, I probably cannot do UTMB. So then the whole uh, anything I imagine till now is basically has to be changed. What date is Western States? Uh, should be last weekend of June. You can you two months before UTMB. The people uh, do you mean, like Western. You mean UTMB? No, but uh, so Western States is June, and you'll have two months before UTMB. You yeah. Could, uh... So basically, we had yeah. So Kilian got on both podium like the same year. Marianne Hogan this year she repeated like she arrived third on Western States and second at UTMB, but she's not running since that. She's injured. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's um it's but at the end there are so many great races in autumn that usually you cannot do because you 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 want to do UTMB. So maybe I can do something which is in the autumn like trans Vulcania or or things like that so it's not yeah, yeah. oh you've got some know, decisions to but... make you've got some decisions to make well and then there's also the option once you get into western states to do the full grand slam as well but then that's like uh that means you'll be back and forth to the u.s for like uh yeah for four months to get to do the grand slam of uh, 100 milers there uh, what are they wasage what is it so the, there's a grand slam of um of 100 mile races and uh and if you get a space in western states you automatically get uh you get like an entry into the other ones if you've got because western states is the hardest one to to okay. get into yeah uh, Andre's done it as well so it, uh western states um the Vermont 100 mile I'm sorry it's Leadville and um and Old Dominion I think it is yeah um, um yeah i will check it out i didn't Speak know to andre about, about it, it. He, he's done it before but i mean that is actually yeah that means that you have to spend yeah it's wasage um the wasage is the fifth uh is the anyway speak to andre about it he'll uh he's done it before but then i mean with two kids yeah. and uh yeah i don't know whether your husband will be like yeah that's okay go away for four months to the u.s and do 400 mile races in a in the season but, um uh <laughs> But um, amazing. Uh, like honestly, Esther, it's been so good speaking with you, and just like your like overall sort of positivity and kind of just uh, like you can see your clear passion and love for the for the sport, and um, uh, just what an incredible like couple of years it's been, and um, yeah. So and and to do that with like two young kids, and I, I we haven't talked about your husband was a partially, but I mean I think for anyone that's into endurance sports, whether male or female, like having a supportive other half is just mission critical to actually like go and compete in these races. I mean, but I mean, he was the first time to crew me now at the World Championship, but he's really like I think he's my biggest fan in that sense that you know sometimes like like 
like for example this summer our whole holiday was spent in Chamonix we didn't go to the sea because the when we went somewhere it was going to the mountain so um you know does he run as well does he like at least hike or like he's running like a few times a week uh yeah um but he's really supportive or sometimes when I am like not confident or I have like self I'm self-doubting then he will like just yeah um, give me like positive names like you know and just he will always like find how to like support me so he's really like very supportive yeah Yeah, but it was good it was good to have him as a crew this time to see that like you know we can be also a good team like that can work as well he said he was like I was digesting after four days and he was digesting (laughs) also and then he said this was such a great experience can I crew you again so yeah oh that's amazing with my wife whenever I'm in a in a race or like even if I'm going out training I'm like oh I really don't feel like running tonight for training she's like well don't do it like don't bother like you don't need to like I'm like no that's not what I need to hear (laughs) or like if I call her in the middle of a race I'm like oh no she's like just just go just finish it's all right don't you don't fit I'm like no (laughs) I can't um I can't I can't use her as but um yeah um but still she she supports for let me go out and training most saturdays and, and every day of the week so it's so important to have another half that's uh that especially when you've got kids as well because it does uh yeah and that was actually one of he the likes like, he likes my long weekend rhymes because usually if i am at home the kids will choose me yeah when i am out they are with him and he enjoys that actually First of all, he understands that he can handle alone the yeah. kids, but also that the kids want to stay with him because they have no choice. So I think it's a good bonding time for them. Yeah. Um, and before I leave, he has always very strange questions, how he will handle the situation. And then when I come home, he's always like, you know, I had a great time and I'm very yeah. happy. Like you can go out there so next week. So, okay. That's so cool. Yeah. I think like for any parent, it's like really fitting your training in around life is like, uh, you have to be really disciplined. I mean, you talk to it about discipline, but it's like, yeah, I like literally put it in my diary and just like planning the times that I'm going to go in there. Uh, like squeeze in an hour or two hour here and there and I'm sure like how do you actually fit your training schedule in because I was you're, you're running sort of like 120 130 kilometers a week but is it mainly around time or is it distance that you um is it just like time and it's um so when I have no exercise is time and then when I have exercise I have a warm-up and cool down and yeah. then I have the exercise so it's not that's based on the exercise and the exercise would be based on distance and elevation or Mm, exercise will be based on time yes yeah 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 Yeah. um yeah very good well look your your coach and so who is your coach as well it's a a Swedish lady isn't it she she arrived second in the world championship so we were (laughs) okay amazing amazing Yeah, yeah, I bet yeah. she's like almost. Yeah, she's coached you to be a competitor to her. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant, amazing. Well, but no, she's she's really amazing. I am very grateful for her. Like, um, I think uh, like she's hardcore, but very good. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah no that that's brilliant and so esther like wish you all the best for the um for the race in malaysia and then uh potentially going to mount apo for the uh <laughs> for the finish of the asia trail master but um and uh and yeah like it sounds like you've got um got some decisions to make for the for the new year as well but um look so impressed the first so really... race for sure will be the oxfam trailwalker ah, okay yeah so that's not yeah that's that that is that is a decision which was already made yeah. when is that when's oxfam trail walker going ahead 24 february okay okay because yeah. i kind of thought it just went virtual this year and so i didn't think that they were i didn't realize they were going to do it again so no, uh, yeah, they did a kind of virtual but uh yeah but the the real one is happening in february Okay, who you who are you going to be running with this this time around? Uh, with uh, with uh, join dynamics, but I I'm not sure if we can announce the team or we. Okay, yeah. still a, yeah. still a secret. Yeah, yeah. um, very good. I would be awesome to see you in an all girls team with Veronica. Although I hear she's pregnant at the moment as well, isn't she? So she's going to yeah, be out for it. She was there at the World Championship, and she gave yeah. me the Hungarian flag when I was running it. So that was all oh, so kind of her. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, look, so great to speak, Esther. Thanks so much for coming Thank on. You for having and yeah, me. yeah. Keep fit. It depends on Mont Apo, but I'm getting a few weeks off um, at over the, Christmas. At, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Well, enjoy. Great to speak to you. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Bye. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining because things ain't that bad. Hello, Mr. Rick Stockfish. Good to see you, sir. You too, Scott. How you doing, mate? Yeah, really good. It's uh, yeah, pleasure to see you again, mate. It's been a, it's been a while. You've been often gallivanting around uh, around the region. Yeah, everywhere's opening back up again, isn't it? It's been good. Um, couple of little runs here and there but you've been you've been out and, and running again yourself yeah i am yeah going going into a training block i got up to japan and got to meet Tom, tomo up there um and uh yeah it's good to come and hang out and see see what it's like on his home turf and why he's uh yeah such like in such good shape because he literally at the foothills of mount cow and there's so many trails around there and it's really beautiful and uh yeah i just missed him but i went for a, i went for a run out in takao as well and it's yeah highly recommend that to anyone who's in tokyo pretty yeah. easy to get out there it's like an hour an hour and a half isn't it and then it's the busiest it? mountain in the world apparently did you see that doesn't surprise me like that yeah. train i was on was packed and everyone was heading up yeah i mean but, Tokyo is, I think, the second or third most populous city in the world. It's like 30 million or something. I think, like, yeah, Jakarta's close. And, uh, but uh, so, yeah, explain that, that makes sense why. But, um, uh, but yeah, getting in shape. But my gosh, what uh, an incredible athlete Esther is. What an amazing, amazing lady. Yeah, and really, really at the top of her game at the moment, just result after result. It's really impressive. Yeah. And then, Coming off the back of the uh, of the World Mountain Trail Running Championships, fourth place, which is just yeah, unbelievable performance. But then going out for the Malaysian Mountain Trail Festival this past weekend and uh, and just absolutely smashing it again. Yeah, I mean, I think we we spoke about it before. I think both of us were were sort of surprised, perhaps, by how well the rest of the world, the non the non Asia based teams, did at the World Champs in Chiang Mai. Yeah, but. Um, to see Esther representing at the really highest level in, in the world was uh, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so yeah, I was, I mean, we'll, the the world champs. I think yeah, we were discussing about it beforehand. Like, I think 
I think every one of us were kind of like blown away at actually the level of uh, the 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 levels of the elites. And I know that for the North Face Adventure team, obviously we got Jay on just beforehand. He actually had a few injury troubles, and uh, and so I don't think. Um, they were entirely pleased with their performance then, but still, they, they um, yeah, they they did incredibly, incredibly well. But uh, I, uh, I think that, yeah, we we're all surprised at how the Europeans performed on. Uh, on yeah, Asian I think we, I think we thought perhaps the heat and the humidity would be just would uh, would level the playing field a bit, and I guess maybe it did. I don't, I don't think it was as hot as perhaps it could have been up in Chiang Mai that day, but. I think even if it did impact their performance, it just shows that there is there's just a gap, isn't there? There's like a another level beyond what we're used to seeing in, in most of the Asian talent. Yeah, yeah. But for, for Esther, I was just looking at the times for the World Championships. The, the three people that overtook her, as she talks about, on one of the downhills, and then she uh, and then she sort of got in front of. They were literally a minute or a couple of minutes behind. Which just to me goes to show it was so close that race. It was so competitive. There was just tiny margins, but goes to show how competitive she truly is. Of like pushing herself to be able to overtake them and, and win. I think she beat fifth spot in that by like thirty or yeah thirty seconds or so. It's under a minute. Well, yeah, it's interesting when you listen listen back to that interview and how she talks about it earlier on. Even even only a couple of years ago. It was, you know, she was just kind of pleasantly surprised when she'd passed people in races and hadn't really kind of sharpened that competitive instinct at that point because she didn't, she didn't know what she was fully capable of. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine how many amazing talent, how much amazing talent there is there, just that hasn't been realised. Yeah, especially in Asia, as with as many countries where, I mean, the um, the lady in, in Vietnam that's been has been doing really well in the sort of age uh, at VMM and the. Um, Asia Trailmaster scene. She, uh, you know, was like a young mum and just gets an opportunity. I think, yeah, and it's yeah, it's, there's there's going to be I think over the next few years, but especially within the sort of the the female um, female scene, there's going to be a lot of uh, of great talent which gets unearthed. But yeah, um, you um you talk about Malaysia Mountain Trail Festival. There's some great performances, not just from Esther, but just across yeah. the board and uh, you know <clears throat> i think stingray in particular from north face didn't didn't have the race he wanted at, uh, at the world champs but then came back and uh, took three wins in three races over the weekend which was uh, pretty amazing yeah so he ran the the 50k 50k the, the vk first i think oh yeah then, yeah the uh, vertical the vertical challenge yeah. yeah and then and there was like a there was a real champion of like vertical um race running in there yeah as there's well. an asian guy i think who's who's like world champion tower stair runner or something like that you know yeah. used to going out straight up yeah um but he won that then he won the 50k and, and it was a decently stacked field i think yeah. the 50k and then and then kind of his recovery one was a quick a quick win at the 13k the next day yeah pretty amazing yeah no he's um it was a really good performance and obviously esther won the the women's 50k and you know some 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 previous guests like uh, Alice. Good to see Alessandro back racing yeah. in Asia again. Yeah, he's he's here based in. Uh, a couple of people went out for a run with him in Singapore. Yeah, so he uh, he's heading, I believe, to Apo as well. As I believe will Esther will be as well. I think she will also be um be, be competing. I think he's well. I think he's doing um Cordillera Cordillera the JP's race that we've done before. Yeah, um, before that. So yeah, it's all it's all kind of going off in the Philippines over the next next week or two. Uh, yes yeah what it, it feels like from the ultra running perspective the season's coming to it, this is the first time in years that there seems to have been the buzz around around ultra running and it's like coming to a real crescendo at the 
end of the season. You know, I think and I, I, that's thanks to Asia Trailmaster. I think the, the way that they've structured their season and it's like it's building up to it. But also you've got, uh, I mean, you have the world champs and then you've got the uh, Thailand by UTMB, which is, there's a lot of people heading up to, to Doyan, uh, I forget the name of the mountain. Doyan Tanon, yeah. Yeah, Doyan yeah, Tanon, um, which we, yeah. And, and to see that come to fruition now after us sort of uh, going and exploring that that region and hearing with the Seb, genesis, yeah. we, we should actually, and I recommend sort of digging out the, the podcast with Seb where he talks about mapping out the trails from Chiang Mai to Chiang Rai and uh and hearing his you know the the genesis of where thailand by utmb came yeah from. we should we should catch up with him really I, I, I don't it doesn't sound like he's that involved in it now these days but you know clearly he laid a lot of the groundwork and um you i know, think he's still like an advisor right, to it. Okay. so we, we should definitely catch up with him but i mean it he's yeah he's one of the reasons that it, that it exists yeah. now but it's going to be a big like there's a lot of people flying in from that yeah. obviously all of um the North Face Adventure Team in Asia will will be there, and the, you're also you know Tomo's going down for it. There's a lot. Of, I, I heard that there's like 200 people or so that are racing up from Singapore. Um, yeah, so it will be interesting to. So there's the 100k and the, and the miler there. Uh, it, yeah, I'm, yeah. It I'm, feels like people can't get enough of it. You know, after two years, two plus years of not being able to do this, it's just it's great seeing everyone back out racing again. Yeah, yeah, and then we and then we'll see, and and then what date is the Mount Apo race? That's that's coming up in uh, mid December, isn't it? Yeah, it's around the similar time of uh, of, of Thailand by UTMB, um, but uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's um, and then going into the new year, we've got I've just heard like Hong Kong One Hundred have finally got like approvals to do a hundred K race. Cause I think everything over 50 K has been restricted. So yeah, Steve and Janet have been able to get AFCD approvals to, to get Hong Kong 100 going again, which will be the first time since I believe 2019. I'm pretty sure it went ahead in, in 2019. I know that the protests were happening there, but it's certainly crazy, been, isn't it? Three years more, three or more years. Yeah. yeah. And so it will be, I mean, that is such an iconic race. It's the first, 100k individual race in Hong Kong and you often get like a lot of uh, uh, good international runners come in from it I mean I'm not sure whether the travel restrictions in Hong Kong still although we we're just discussing you can travel in but there's just still having COVID tests and you still have to uh, yeah you, you, you're not allowed in restaurants or anything for the first three days whether that puts people off yeah it'll just mean people flying in for four trails will have to juggle their schedule a bit i guess so that they can you know they can't be out on the trail the day they need to do the test and so yeah. probably have to spend a bit longer there but it'd be interesting to see what happens at four trails as well i mean there's, there's some big names flying in for that christian coming in from the philippines i think he did he did well at malaysia trail fest as well i think you know. and at the world champs yeah like, he absolutely smashed it he is in incredible incredible form right and so yeah he, he did he joined first in the uh, malaysian mountain trail festival 100 and, in the 100 right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah um and uh, yeah, it was Milton Amat and him. I think both came in uh, in second spot. I think yeah. Asia Trails and Mark, they didn't give them yeah. joint first, but joint second. Um, and and yeah, there's a few people coming from previous years, like Mayank and Elliot from uh, from previous years. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying like uh, to figure out if I'll be on the the, the start line. But uh, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a it's going to be another in, incredible follow, and um, and it's coming soon. Yeah, Chinese New Year. Um, but uh, but yeah, good stuff. And uh, yeah, we've got um, yeah a, f- a few a uh, few more lined up um, soon as well. So I hope to. And yeah, we're also looking to do 
the uh, to a look back at the, this year and uh, look at do a, a Endurance Asia Awards again and uh, highlight some of the, the top athletes, top performers, top races, etc. from from this past year. And, yeah, it's you know, always fun to look back, isn't it, and, and see. You know, there's been lots of standout performances. One we, we've not even touched on, I don't think at all, on the pod was was Ned Brockman down in Australia. Yeah. Um, if, if if people didn't follow along with that, that was pretty. Uh, just, uh, just unbelievable. Yeah, like so from Perth to 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 Bondi or Cottesloe to Bondi, I think it was like four thousand, uh, four thousand kilometers. Yeah, it was like, what was it? hundred a hundred k a day for yeah forty for, days or something like that. Days, yeah, just, uh, just unreal. Um, yeah, and he he has like a quality mullet, and, <laughs> and going, but, uh, he'll certainly yeah certainly be a contender for. Um, you know, yeah, and for a charity year. event of yeah. the year for sure, and I forget which charity he was actually raising for. I don't, I don't know whether it's like men's health, um, men's health charity, um, but yeah, they uh, yeah raised. Uh, uh, it's a Ned Ned's Record Run dot com is the uh, um, yeah, and yeah, uh, sorry, it's for home for homeless people yeah. in, uh, in in Australia. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, lots of lots of lots of new names like that, and and and, and people like Esther, who we you know we, we hadn't spoken about before this year, yeah. but then you know, great to see you know new names and the old ones coming back onto the scene as well. So, it'd be good to do a little recap of uh, yeah. everything that's happened. Yeah, um, yeah, good stuff, and. Uh, yeah, good to see you back out on the trails, mate. Good to see you back out running. Let's, uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, the, we'll start looking ahead to next year. Try and do a little bit of a summary on the website, perhaps of of all the stuff that's been going on and all the stuff that's coming up. Try and pull together the different different stuff happening across all the different sports. Um, yeah, look forward to next year. Yeah, good stuff. All right, nice one, Rick. Good to see you. Speak good stuff, Cheers. Tell the truthful story if they ever ask. Stop the complaining cause things ain't that bad, things ain't that bad, things ain't that bad, things ain't that bad.